3: The Around the NFL Podcast knows how to pronounce GIF or is it jif? From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. I have heroes here. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, and the great tiny box, Connie Fox, Colleen Wolf. Hey-o. All one person. What's up? Hi. Is everything
1: uh, straight over there? You seem to be um, fiddling with a lot of things before we start. Lining up your papers and your pens.
3: I am. This you is, right? You know this is um, the bongo god's very busy day. A bongo god. <laughs> so I got a lot going on here, and I'm just... Uh, but I love the Tuesday show because it's fun, and it's looser, and Colleen is here.
4: Yay. And she
3: has her own theme song. That's, That's right. nice, Mark.
5: I think it's an excellent feature for her to have.
3: Mark, you, do you want a think is here. Yes, Wait, I want Was a that theme. an impression of, I don't of know. the Mark Markbot? I don't know. That was a human trying to express happiness for another person.
5: I was. I am happy. For him. A while, are honestly. you
1: unhappy that
5: I'm here? No, I am always excited when you're here because okay. I think it adds a levity to the to the room, um, a different layer of analysis yeah. and fun. That's great. You can keep
1: going if you want. Yeah,
3: that's good. How are you, Greg? <laughs>
5: Like I like a love too. machine. <laughs> too.
3: Good, you got to get that on. Start. One of my favorites. Get that on the record. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, there are four weeks remaining in the regular season. So this is a good time to take a step back. And, you know, who has the most at stake in our league over the final four weeks of the regular season? Is this a is the segment, Mark, clear to you before we begin?
5: Yes, I believe it is. Um, uh, on Mondays, we're all very busy. Yes. I, I typically don't text my te- check my text messages as much as as I should. Mm-hmm. And I was scrolling through, attempting to find out what Doom the segment. scrolling. Yeah, what the segment was actually about. <laughs> and so I did have a question or two for you because uh, right. I think I think what this is, applies to Colleen too. You like to go in if you're going to prepare for something. And you know, it's
1: crazy to want to prepare for a no, show. No, I know.
5: Everyone else just let just like have a great old time and just like roll spaghetti around. Like, but like. <laughs> I, Sue me. Yeah,
3: classic guy doesn't really know food. Throwing food into the conversation and hoping <laughs> it works.
5: I so, but no, I feel I feel um, somewhat crystal clear on what what it's oh, about.
3: Excellent. It's going to be a good combo. <laughs> it is only four weeks in the regular season. That's mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. It's a lot of spaghetti to roll. A lot of spaghetti rolling all over <laughs> all over the place. Um, what else do we have today? Uh, we have a Thursday night preview. Huge, huge game. Uh, for two teams, uh, the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks, NFC West on the line, I believe.
6: Yep. It, it's mm-hmm. a, a hat and T-shirt game, as Kirk Cousins was That's talking right. about. And, and yet it could be a tie at the top of the division if the wonder, Seahawks win. I wonder,
3: Mark, if your take last week was, was spot on, that Kirk Cousins doomed the Vikings the moment he said the game at Ford well, I, Field I, was a hat and T-shirt game. I don't game.
5: get why you Never would ever allow that to get out in public Let on Let the any media level. say it. right.
6: Well, I think for Kirk, it's he is just so excited about the hat and T-shirt. Yeah, but like, he's got to like learn. A, it's like a birthday party, and he's 10 years old. And, and he never like, got invited the- to
3: birthday parties when he was a kid, so this is he's got a bit of a oh. Michael Scott as a child oh. thing going on, and now this is his opportunity.
5: Oh, I feel like he had
3: friends when he was a child. He's so... Likeable. An uh, he, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about Kirk uh, Cousins. Dan was a bully. <laughs> I was not. I was actually a pretty sweet, su- I was kind of a sweet, more quiet child. You might mm. be surprised by that.
5: You were a, a middle child, I believe.
3: <laughs> I was. Before, he, I yeah,
6: before I he turned yeah. into a monster. <laughs> a total monster.
3: <laughs> uh, all right. And before we get to that, we're going to do some news. I want to get something off my chest. I would do it during the It's About Me segment. Coming up on Friday, but this Friday, very exciting. Connor Orr, our dear friend uh, from Sports Illustrated and former Around the NFL alum, is going to be sitting in on the show, and he will be sharing his favorite holiday movies of 2022. He's been keeping me abreast of the situation for months. <laughs> oh, this awesome. year's release? Yes, he 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 sits okay. down with his wonderful wife, and they just pour through uh, Christmas movies um, at a really, almost like a, a disturbing clip. We're talking... I, he'll, he'll take in five, six movies a week, and he's going to share some of his favorites this year.
1: How does he have time to do that?
3: Connor's not like other people. And I mean that uh, uh, with a highest regard for the man. He just operates at a kind of a different speed, and I think he found a life partner that is with That's him. That's incredible.
5: I yeah. once, when I went to London with Connor, and we were going up and down the hallway, heard them on a phone conversation together, and my thought was, these two gel. They just mm. really right. We're seem gonna talk to about like
3: each other. That's hot. With Connor on Friday. Um, but what I was saying was, since I can't take the it's about me slot this week, can I just share one thing that's really on my radar? We'll think about it. On, it's too late. I've already started. I'm a monster. <laughs> um, on Sunday, I'm watching Jets-Bills. Tense game. Obviously, it's it's that game starts as a defensive struggle. Teams feeling each other out. Ten straight punts to start the game. And they come back from break at the end of the first quarter and there's Tracy Wolfson grabbing the head coach of the Bills. Let's listen into the entirety of the interview.
4: Coach, a slow start offensively, three punts, and now the sack that Allen just took. How much is this weather affecting what you guys want to do? Yeah,
6: I mean, we're not in a rhythm. That's the bottom line, regardless of the weather at this point.
4: You talk about the run game, we talked about it. Just 24 yards in this weather, how important is it to establish a you've
6: got to be able to establish a line of scrimmage.
4: Thanks a lot.
3: Okay, so this isn't a criticism of Tracy Wilson, who does a great job for CBS. It is a criticism of the entire concept of these interviews, and they're weird enough when they come out of the half, and the coaches are in a mindset of, but to do it in between quarters, that just seems next level, and I don't know who it's mm. for. Didn't who is it for? Sure Didn't they get that
6: from like Major League pre-taped? Baseball? Pre-taped? Even no, they do. The they've been doing uh, in between quarters lately. I've noticed that. Uh, but who is CBS. that for?
3: I know it shows that the the broadcast has access, but it really doesn't. If you actually listen to the interview, so who is that? The producers of the show.
5: I have, would say he probably stops and starts right there.
1: Because this has been on my radar too and I feel okay. like no one wins. Like it's bad for the reporter, it's bad for the coach, it's bad for the audience. You never get That's anything from that interview. I would love for them to interview one of the players that did something interesting in the game that we saw already. So players whether it be was better. like they a rookie that scored for the first time or someone who came up with a big play or someone who was like a third stringer that did something cool, like that would actually give a little bit of juice to that interview. And
5: I, I I'm also like the coach is like, here's what we're about to kick off, and the coach has got his headset off, and he's over here talking to Tracy Wolfson or filling in Ugh, the blank Nightmare. Dan Campbell was the one exception, though. Dan Campbell came out, and they, maybe that wasn't the quarter. but the, It was, was, half. Half, it was but, half. half. But, but I, either way, Dan Campbell chose to use it as a chance to engage. And I think people get – if you are a coach that wants to get known better, you could use it in a positive way. But most of them, 99%, you get nothing but, like, ultra
6: fluff Cam- out of it. And we mm-hmm. called that out. Campbell is exception that proves the rule that it's just – I don't know. Players would be great, and I don't think the teams would agree to it because players, You know it would be say. perfect <laughs> because be you would have a defensive player on if the offense is coming right. on next or vice versa, and so they actually might say something like, oh, what about this play? But teams would never allow because they'd be and, afraid that it would be some sort of bulletin like do, board Like, Gary Wilson, playoffs. how is Zach Wilson
5: doing?
3: Right, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more on the side of, like, just let these guys, they have to be at an elite headspace to succeed in our league. Just leave everybody alone until after the game. Um that you did see it in MLB and they were interviewing guys with an earpiece like on the field. And I'm like, if that ever happened, if Aaron Judge missed the fly ball that knocked the Yankees out of the playoffs because he was talking to Ooh. Chris Rose or something, it would be like <laughs> an Incredible. apocalypse. We,
6: can we just calm down with Although, the quote unquote access? If, if I would pay money, genuine money, to have Evan Washburn like after a first quarter of a game, <laughs> like – uh so, Matt Patricia, gonna call another screen there, Bill? <laughs> you know?
3: like, just to see what would happen. I would make an exception for Evan Washburn <laughs> only, just because I wanna see the well adjusted uh, Patrick Bateman more. I just need him more, more of that, in my yeah. life. Sure. All right, let's do some news.
1: <laughs> the history is oh. very rich here. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: didn't think we'd find it, Colleen.
1: I know. You know what? Shout out to the Reddit. Because they find everything.
3: They found it, Connie. <laughs> and we have a treasure trove of various golf courses in the Poconos <laughs> region of Pennsylvania. Not just one episode, we have the entire season. Of uh, Connie on golf with uh, with an elderly gentleman as his co- as the co host. Harry, Harry Donahue.
6: Harry Donahue. Mm-hmm. It that is was a rich history. How was Harry to work oh, with?
1: Oh, Harry's a dream. Class act? Yeah. He's awesome. We should Love get Harry. these
6: uh, tapes to Connor. That's my favorite Christmas movie, It's just Connie on golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get. It's pretty good.
1: Okay. I've never played. <laughs>
6: There's one point in, the, in one of the videos where I know nothing
1: about you, golf.
3: You walk a hole uh, with uh, a golf pro at one of the courses, uh-huh. and um, before he shoots, he's like, "Oh, you set yourself up pretty well. You have about 105 yards to the pin." And I'm like, "There's no, there's I'm no getting, chance like, PTSD. she has any idea what she's saying right now. This was clearly <laughs> fed to the tiny box."
1: Absolutely. Like I will say, that is 100 percent accurate. I know <laughs> nothing about golf, and I hosted a golf show for a while. Well, um, you pulled it off. Did I?
5: I don't know. Being I mean, refired, I? I wasn't. People I wasn't are still fired.
3: talking about it years later. So
5: <laughs> you walked away under your own it was
1: pretty accord. Pretty good. You know what? It was pretty good. <laughs> All Great right. gig.
3: Um, as suspected, and I know Greg, you covered this on the Monday Night Football recap between the Cardinals and Patriots. Kyler Murray went down with that non-contact injury on the third play from scrimmage um, on Monday, and yes, he tore his ACL. In his knee, misses obviously the remainder of the 2022 season. And the timing of it happening in mid-December obviously puts into question his availability for a part um, of the 2023 season. Everyone's different, but just as an example, um, uh, Odell Beckham tore his ACL in early February and we're hearing he won't be ready to come back at all this year. It's Everyone's different, but Murray's got a uphill climb and he knows it and that's why his reaction was the way it was on the field. So here we go, Mark. It's Colt McCoy to finish out a lost season for Arizona that, yeah, there's levels to this in terms of the devastation for the organization.
5: I don't think HBO knew that they were going to be telecasting essentially a horror film uh, by chronicling this team over the course of a month plus. It
3: um, did, Last year, by the way, the in-season Hard Knocks was the Colts. Right. I, I would think twice if I was a team going for I do
5: also wonder why that these the Cardinals are getting all these primetime games because of this HBO thing. I don't know, if that's a next level question, but uh, it is a hmm. a rough um, you got ugly thinking. ending to a terrible season. Uh, and, I mean, really, like, this journey began with last offseason and Kyler Murray talking about the contract and having the agent do this or that, and we spent all these months doing it, and then the team completely flatlines. Um, they look about as disorganized on offense and schemeless and without a plan as any team in the NFC, and Kyler Murray didn't really save them or help them that much out of that problem this year. I have a weird question. I will say this. Oh, I love this. Do, you Immediately you'd say, of course not. Because he's injured, but does it if the Cardinals just blow everything up and they're looking for assets, does it make Kyler Murray more tradable to a team that says we get it, we lose him for a chunk of next year, but we believe we can do what the Cardinals couldn't, and Kyler Murray goes somewhere else entirely versus running this back?
6: I mm. I don't think he's tradable because of the injury. Why and I don't think they'd want to trade him. Why would they? I wanna keep Kyler Murray, I just wanna see what That's he probably looks, the logical answer, right? Just, what he looks like with a different, different coach. coach, and Ooh. I, yeah, I, I didn't totally realize it in the moment. Just like, oh, this was this was the end of something last night. I think this was the end of the, the Murray Cliff Kingsbury era. It's that that injury.
1: You could kind of see it on yeah. Kingsbury's face. I think that he kind of knew that too. Because he was so just,
6: stressed in that game.
1: I I mean, I felt like even the whites of his eyes were just, like, blazing red when they when they panned to him on the sideline. Like, you could see the stress literally oozing out of his eyes. Like, this Gross. has been such a bad season for them. And the future is so uncertain for not only Kingsbury, but Steve Kime too, and... I don't know what they're going to do, what what the plan will be for next season to fill in the spot at quarterback because you never know when he's going to be back and when he's going to be healthy enough to play because that's such a big part of his it's, game moving around.
3: It's interesting, too. Yes. And you hope he comes back and is the same guy, the same guy before the injury. But I actually had a, the opposite thought that I wondered if uh, Murray now exiting the picture. So these final four games for Kling- Kingsbury, is no one's even going to factor anything in how the k- team closes. Does that somehow, in a way, help Kingsbury keep his job and then gets a fresh start uh, with Murray back eventually next year? I mean, could you put it past this team after well, what they did uh, to I would the previous say off-season? I wouldn't put
5: it past maybe – the ownership because of the contract extension they also gave Cliff Kingsbury and Kine and maybe you try to just chalk this up as everything went wrong. Um, there we're going to try this again, but I think there's enough evidence to suggest that like another year of Cliff Kingsbury is not going to look drastically different than this. And I tend to agree, even though I asked the question, like, that like your asset is Kyler Murray. And maybe if you think, uh, I know it's not Sean Payton, but someone can come in and do with Kyler Murray what other great QB whisperers do with other quarterbacks, and then you can sell that to people. I don't think you can sell this to Cardinals fans. Again, I think this actually darn- is a,
6: a, the most logical place for Sean Payton, just because I think they'd handle hand over all the controls and all the money potentially to let him just do whatever he wanted. And there's a quarterback there. I I looked up the numbers. You could trade him like after June 1st, Without um, dealing with the salary cap complications, before that you couldn't. Uh, they right now would be projected to have the sixth pick in the draft, though, so it's not the craziest thing to ask. Certainly. I mean,
5: look how they got Kyler Murray right. and who they had before that. So they will think differently. It's the same GM, maybe not then though.
3: A morose um, Jason Zumwalt on text, uh, noted Cardinals fan, voice of God, on our program, said that he felt like this that his team was going to be in the darkness for like decades.
5: Oh, and, I, no. and I said
3: to him, "He's experienced that." So yes, I, I and my reply was, "These things can turn around quickly in the NFL, as we know." But I think the first thing, you got to get this brain trust figured out in Arizona, and now it's complicated by the one guy that you kind of saw as potentially a superstar on the roster, and he is now—you
5: do have a remarkable, um, sturdy, well-respected backup to take to take you through this darkness. Until the end of the season, and It was, maybe the did annoy of the me
3: that he didn't play well against the Patriots. He did not last play well, night. and
5: that game yeah. needed some juice. The time I needed were... Colt McCoy to play well, he, he looked like <laughs> well, you know. Did, did you tweet something like "We're all Colt McCoy" or something like that? That's we uh... I was like, what is going on with Dan here? Because I've never what Go... was
3: what was there. It's pretty easy to follow the the thread on that one.
5: I mean, you just complimenting Colt McCoy at a, in general to, to me to defeat
3: the Patriots, who are in a playoff race. He against played. My I thought he played okay. Um, well, we are are worried aren't about
6: the Patriots, Jets fans are. Yeah, like anyone that likes a little Patriots shouting for it, just, just wait for the next couple weeks. It, it's coming. This, oh, this yeah. team is done, though. Mm. Last night did not oh, matter. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. All right, did check you watch out. the game on Monday? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. A weird situation developing in Atlanta. Um, I'm seeing this reported in The Athletic that Marcus Mariota has left the team and there's no indication or on when or if he will Return. This comes, of course, a day after head coach Arthur Smith announced that the team had made a, quote, performance-based decision to bench Mariota in favor of third-round rookie Desmond Ritter. Uh, obviously, the media covering uh, the Falcons is going to ask about this, and here's what Arthur Smith had to say today.
2: It's Marcus who you anticipate going on hour
0: I would ready anticipate that, yeah,
2: and that had nothing to do with the, the move here, Josh, but there's, you know, like a lot of athletes, some chronic, nothing that's been an issue this season, but that's their prerogative. And so, you know, as this happens, you know, that's why we signed Logan on Saturday to make sure we have depth there. And we'll, you know, once that decision is made, then I'll update you, but he's not here right now. So in case, you know, just give me a full transparency.
3: All right. So just to clarify, there is a quote unquote chronic knee injury that's leading to the team putting Marcus Mariota on IR, but That doesn't pass the smell test, Greg.
6: Well, he said it. He left the team. That was the reporting, too, from The Athletic. Right.
3: If you go to IR, it doesn't mean you're allowed to just leave the team. I'll see you next July, just for people. Right. For clarity. I I think he's
6: being put (laughs) on IR because he left the team, not the other Mark way has around. Mark checked in about our show in the same capacity. <laughs> I, I think it's and a great thing to do to your said,
5: workplace in a certain pinch, but I don't right. think it applies like, to NFL Yes, Mark,
3: you could step away for a uh, podcast-based IR, but you'd still have to come to the office. You can't disappear. Mark is like, all right, keep me on the active roster. I Rick. think Mark okay. and
1: I are aligned that yeah. we like this move for Mariota. Just yeah. saying, you know what? Things are not working out here. I'm going to go.
6: He did have... <laughs> I, I could not agree more. His wife, yeah, did also just have uh, a child you guys, you guys mentioned. And so uh, it's like... Uh, paternity leave uh, but it's quite a move the second time he's been benched by Arthur Smith in the middle of a season once for Ryan Tannehill <laughs> and uh, Arthur Smith who is not very transparent with the media was interesting there he offered up information he didn't have mm-hmm. to and said oh just to be transparent he's also the guy that's like I'm not moving off Mariota at all I, I promise I'm not moving off Mariota at all and then he did it and now Logan Woodside uh, would be your Falcons starter should anything happen to Desmond Ritter in these last final four weeks.
3: I want all the fantasy owners out there that still have a pulse in the playoffs that want to pick up a streaming defense to take a look at who the Atlanta Falcons play in the final four weeks. And make or, some or if they, God forbid,
5: ever won the division – which is not beyond comprehension. And then something happened to Desmond Ritter and Logan Woodside is starting a playoff game and I want like a garage door to close on my body at that point. So,
6: <laughs> I think Ritter will be good. I think he'll be all right. at least as good. <laughs> you could just not watch also.
5: Well, that circles back to what we were just discussing about my employ here. So that doesn't apply. Uh, All right.
3: Yes, uh, Mr. uh Uh Here comes Justin off the top turnbuckle to dunk on Marcus Mariota. Here we go. Former Titans quarterback. This
4: is just because we mentioned it on the Friday Fun Show, but not everyone is always tuned in to every show. So I just wanted to reiterate that Mark will now be allowed to keep his shirt on. Uh, for every podcast episode until the next time he declares that he would do it. But a we did leave open
3: the possibility that he still could take his shirt off if he chooses. If he wants to. Yeah. I think everyone would appreciate oh,
5: it. This was tied to Mariota not starting every game, right, which I vowed he would not. Right. <laughs> but I knew that when I said that, so there's no drama attached to this update. <laughs> uh
3: all right, that's what's happening in the news. Uh all right, let's take a quick break and then we will get into our what are we calling this seg? This is uh,
1: Figuring uh, it out live. Let's
3: see. <laughs> that's good. What is this segment? the segment? Most
5: seg- on the line. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't... That's so that's no, like... Figures. Line. Now we're talking how
3: the sausage gets made. Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about... Uh, all right. We're going to think during the break. We'll be Head right in back. Head and vice grip on the
0: line. Mm, all right. Here we go. We'll be right back. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired.
7: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like You see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going guard, and then on I'm top of it. like that, see that?
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game.
7: I remember you came out from room crying tears. <laughs> crying tears, I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning.
0: Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me. <laughs>
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever
0: you get your podcasts.
2: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox. But a feeling like... (sighs)
7: Are you ready? Let's go! It's a Saturday triple header. Only on NFL Network. Lose yourself in a moment. First, the Colts battle the Vikings. Touchdown! Yeah! Then, the Ravens face the Browns.
0: Going in. Touchdown!
7: And the Dolphins take on the Bills in prime time.
3: I'm him.
7: Back to back to back. I made you look. It's a Saturday showdown triple header. Saturday starting at one, only on NFL Network.
3: Welcome back. We have we thought it over, and we've decided the name of this segment is something about steaks. Steaks dinner. Steaks dinner. That's, God I don't think forbid it's we
1: prepare ahead of time, Dan. Right.
6: The steak. All right, steaks. <laughs> high stakes. Steaks are high. Steaks, steaks are, high. are high. Steaks are high. A classic De La Soul album. You thought they were oh. their peak was past, but they came back for one more banger. Nice, I like that. Okay, That's cool. good. How about Sloppy Steaks? Uh, <laughs> sloppy stakes uh, actually would be kind of Tim Robinson
3: of I Think You Should Leave fame. All right, Sloppy stakes. Here we go.
1: Sloppy Steaks. Mm. Sloppy Steaks mm. at Maybe your bonnies. Working
3: title, as we're known for. All right, let's get into it. Four weeks to go in the regular season. Some players, teams, what have you, coaches, GMs, owners, who knows, um, have higher stakes than others as we come down the stretch of this regular season. Greg Rosenthal, get us going.
1: Put a stake on it?
6: Put the steak on the grill. Get it sizzling. <laughs> don't be annoyed that I'm going to talk about Geno Smith. Because actually, I don't think we've hit him that much lately. But the stakes are genuinely high. I, I, think, I agree. I think he think lost Mark
1: already. He's I think no, he's no, the I, answer.
6: I, this is this is apt. It's apt. He's a free agent <laughs> after this year. The Seattle Seahawks uh, have it's the apt, n- number says. two overall pick in the draft. But that draft's not till late April. Still annoys me. The draft is after free agency. I think eventually we could get that change if we complained about it enough. Uh, you got another It's About Me here. Yeah, I that, like it. That's how it is, though. And so Geno Smith has to sign a contract before then. The Seattle Seahawks have to decide what to do with Geno Smith before then. He's proven he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. To me, he's proving that he should be the Seattle Seahawks starting quarterback next year. Because if you have an above-average starter at this point, you got to just keep him. Whatever the cost is going to be, whether that's a franchise tag or a long-term deal, you need to make it happen. But I'm not totally sure, and I'm definitely not assuming that the next four weeks won't be instructive. They've got some tough matchups starting with Thursday night, which we can talk about later. Uh, But how he plays in these last four weeks is going to affect his career with the Seahawks or his career around the league. I don't know how the other teams are going to view uh, Geno Smith, but I think people remember the end and whether if, if this stays at the same level or goes down and he's been a little more up and down, I would say over the last four or five weeks, uh, not as consistently just amazing uh, that's going to affect his future.
5: I think uh, barring a collapse, he wins comeback player of the year. He'd be my vote. There's other couple other candidates, but there's got to be multiple teams if Seattle ever went in another direction that have to view this as a marketable player who recreated himself. And even when he's had some of these shake – I get that there's been a few more turnovers. It hasn't been like the pristine metrics and numbers of some of the earlier showings for Gino, but he still every week is doing – Pretty amazing Geno-esque things. And I think it's more about the rest of the offense, kind of they're doing the run game and stuff right now, exposing him a bit. But Geno Smith, to me, like absolutely would get a starting job somewhere else if Seattle ever passed. I don't know if Geno Smith's the guy I'd want to like, let's bring in a first-round rookie and have Geno be super cool to him and hope that Mm -hmm. goes well. Maybe. I don't know.
3: He is such a – he's become now um, something of an afterthought to a a bit of a fascinating – off-season figure because yeah, if the Seahawks do decide not to bring him back, or even if they do and they give him the bit, how much do you pay Geno Smith? Like that's what I mean. What is yeah. his value on the open market? Like do you pay Geno Smith thirty-five million dollars a year? What if
6: it's like Derek Carr's type contract or something? That's could, what could, Derek Carr makes though, so that's that's what I mean. And and I do you think have he, to? He's got the 49ers this week. <laughs> you got the Chiefs and the Jets. It's a tough closing stretch here too. Mm-hmm. And I think. If he gets them into the playoffs and you watch, like, a nice Geno playoff performance, he's going to make more because of it, and he's going to be more likely to be in Seattle, I think, because of it. They couldn't beat
1: a bad Panthers team at home. Like, he's lost me a little bit over the past couple weeks. Are the Panthers bad? What are
3: we talking about on the Power Rankings podcast this morning?
1: Different podcasts. These are two different
3: shows. Gotcha.
1: The the Panthers are a little bit like my pet team. I have adopted them. Mm. But Geno...
3: You just said they suck.
1: I'm just saying that the Seahawks should have beat... Them. some
6: pets suck right but i think people like,
1: i love them just the same even if i don't think they're great okay well,
6: people can separate you. the quarterback from the rest of the team <laughs> a little bit but i do think that's why the stakes are high that he has to finish off what he started on some level and i'm confident he will because he hasn't really shown it even if he plays at that level like he did on sunday or the last couple of weeks throughout the next month that'll be enough but Football is unpredictable. He could make himself a lot of money or he could lose. It, I think Seattle will want to keep him ultimately. The stakes are high. You nailed it. Okay. Stakes are sloppy. Sloppy
3: stakes at your ponies. Stakes are sizzling. Mm. The seg is you st- Use all the titles. I like that. Um, let's stick with quarterbacks since we're here. And uh, I want to talk about two guys that you'd say, like, what's, what's their connection? But they kind of sneaky have an interesting connection. I refer to... Jets' QB Mike White. I refer to 49ers' QB Brock Purdy. These are two guys that have a real opportunity in these last four weeks to make their team think long and hard about some big decisions they made in a draft uh, a year and a half ago because Mm. Zach Wilson in the 2021 draft went number two overall. Trey Lance in the same draft went the next pick, number three overall. Zach Wilson has bombed out this year and he may, I think maybe they listen to the podcast, uh, the jets, or maybe they just watch the tape. It sounds like Zach Wilson. If Mike white plays on Thursday, will be elevated to active duty as the backup quarterback. They got to get Flacco out of there. Um, but obviously it's been a terrible season for him. Trey Lance. He's missing this entire season. If Purdy steps in and does the Garoppolo type job, Garoppolo, I think gets traded either way. Most likely I think. Um, and then, they then can make a decision. Like, do we want to roll with this kid if he proves to be someone that could play the guitar? And I think the same thing with White. If White can finish strong and the Jets can go to the playoffs, are the Jets going to turn back to Zach Wilson next year or get somebody else? I, I think they'll think long and hard about it. So stakes are high for both these guys. They can really put their teams in a mind-bender with a strong finish. One like link
5: between them. I like that you paired them mm-hmm. because I can't think of two other no-namers that... Day three we're, draft picks. We're elevated to starting roles very quickly during a tumultuous season for two, two different reasons. And all of, in unison, both locker rooms are coming out of the woodwork to tell you how much they love these guys. And, I mean, you can see it, number one, with what happened to Mike White physically. Like, the dude is a warrior. And he, I think he's he is probably in every personality, tick, and characteristic, the polar opposite of what Zach Wilson projected to the locker room. And I don't know how the Jets could do anything more than give Zach Wilson a chance in the preseason if he's still on the team at that point, if you haven't moved him to get that job. I I just would never go into the next Jets season with Zach Wilson. Maybe I'd be the one who'd be wrong if I made that decision and he goes somewhere else and thrives. But you can just see it or not see it with these guys on some level, and I see nothing with Zach Wilson. So are you
1: saying Mike White as a starter potentially going forward and Purdy as the backup to I think it's all in
3: front of him. I think he has the respect of the locker room and the coaching staff. And he and Salah, despite the fact that they lost, he thought he played really well and then was tough as hell. And I think if he could finish strong, yeah, I think he will have a hold of that organization, whether it's the right move or not.
6: Well, some context for this. Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. He set that up when he came back to the 49ers. So I, I think you're right. How Purdy plays informs that. Could we be having a Trey Lance Purdy conversation next year like we were having with Trey Lance Garoppolo this year? I, I'm with you. If Purdy plays well and he's... Played better uh, than than the C.J. Beathards or Nick Mullins of the world. He's already shown that he has higher potential. I need to see. We're gonna get to so Thursday we'll, night, we'll, but we'll we gotta see, see that. We'll, yeah. we'll see more. Mike White's a free agent though too, so that Ooh. just complicates it. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a job in the NFL next year. The Jets aren't gonna be the only team uh, that will happily give him that job. Certainly, they'll have the uh, pole position if they want to keep Mike White. They can. But how he plays, you're right, over the next four weeks is going to change his life.
1: Now, Mike White needs to maybe show his loyalty, though, to the family
3: that
6: <laughs> go ahead.
1: brought him in. And, and you hit it for Colleen. Go ahead. Gave him this opportunity. That's, that's Wait, what you hold do.
3: Hold Go ahead. It's your turn. Go ahead.
1: I still haven't finished the movie. Mike White, he's got to show respect. He's got to show his family love. They showed him love. Otherwise, it would be a betrayal.
3: He put his body on the line for his teammates and for the city that he represents, and that will not be forgotten.
1: So he can't forget
5: them. Counterpoint? Every one of these films that you guys are aping like has massive betray- elements of betrayal that stir wow. the plot, so right. it'd and be hope- perfect for him to do that.
6: Hopefully he has better decision-making than locking up the Seahawks against the Panthers, too. It's the lock father that bring great shame. You son <laughs> of a bitch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, will have a, you will be judged for that in this life or the next. By the lock father. Uh, all right, Colleen, okay. I believe you also have some quarterback fun.
1: I do. Okay, so how about this one?
3: Stakes are high. Wait, are there, oh, on that last
1: one, were the, the stakes
6: high, uh, sloppy, or sizzling? <laughs> Wait, so this is the second. now we, we choose? Scale? I think they're high. I think stakes is high. Yeah. Stakes are high for the
5: teams and the players
6: in, yeah. your, in your case. Too. Yeah. yeah, they're little,
1: high to sizzling. A little bit of a
6: sizzle. Yeah,
1: they're yeah. sizzling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think that the steaks are sizzling here. Like, okay. the, like I, I like a rare steak. I don't like anything that uh, is above that. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you're
3: a woman, and I like that.
1: I, it, it can't be. If it's medium rare, gross. Like, don't even give it to me. It's overcooked. Hmm. So Jared I like Golf, it. Well
3: done with ketchup. Gross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jared Goff is a guy oh. who has so much on the line. Oh, a okay. guy that... I didn't think at the beginning of the season would be in this position, but here we are with the Lions rolling and. He, he's, he has them rolling at this point. Back-to-back weeks where he has played incredible 300-yard games. He hasn't had a pick. He's throwing these long bomb touchdowns. He's playing as well as he did when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. And he's doing it with Dan Campbell in Detroit with the Lions, which seems kind of unbelievable to me. And now you have guys coming in like Jamison Williams. This is a situation for Jared Goff where he has gotten his opportunity. He showed them that he can be the guy to take this team on a ride with him and the lions have two first round picks coming up in the draft what are they going to do now they're in a position where they don't necessarily have to have their hand forced to get a quarterback if they don't want to yet their defense needs so much help they could use one of those picks Mm. to help the defense instead they've already brought in some of these pieces to surround the quarterback so maybe wait
5: I, it gave me this memory of reading this like 7,000-word long form about the Browns organization passing on Big Ben because they had Jeff Garcia.
1: And I'm not saying that Jeff Garcia and
5: Jared Goff are the same guy, but there wasn't actually perception-wise a huge difference between that, that they just delayed the idea of going, getting a guy that went to college in Ohio and did a tryout for them in the pouring rain because they had the prospects of Jeff Garcia, a veteran that they kind of liked to come in. Great job, Butch Davis. But point being, (laughs) I would just say the only thing about Jared Goff is it shouldn't prevent you from getting the number one, Like getting the top quarterback in the draft you can get. That's all. But their draft position makes that tougher than it would have been if you thought they were going to go, you know, three and
6: 15. They're fourth overall now with with that Rams pick. Uh, So they they will have a hard decision. And my initial instinct is like this would be in the stakes are high category, not sizzling because Jared Goff's made his money. He's proven he's a this is a great story it's a top five offense but maybe it could be sizzling in the sense that if he leads them to a playoff spot right he's a legend forever in Detroit like it just in the sense that like why are we talking just about money and what's going to happen next is like this could be one of the most memorable things he ever does on this planet earth is go bring the lions to the playoffs and that that's like why you you play the sport he can be Mm -hmm. like an all-timer and even if nothing happens after this year and they do take a rookie that alone would be enough
1: and that clothing line of his in Detroit. Well, that's.
6: Woo! I mean, everything he does right now is working out. I, yes, I think
3: he already has earned the right to sit down at the nicest steakhouse uh, in Detroit and pour a big glass of water and then just pour it all over that water steak. Sloppy steaks. It's a and, steak with water dumped on it. It's really, really good. Yeah, like he deserves <laughs> that already. Great. And I, what I'm going to do is, um, I think there's some half measures involved here with Greg's take on this. If I was Brad Holmes, the GM, I'm saying screw this. I am keeping Jared Goff. I'm picking up the option on uh, on his contract. But
6: well, there's no option. He oh, just no, no. signed. He's no, they have signed. an out.
3: They have an out after this year. It's not an option, but they have an out. They can get out of the deal. I'm I'm sticking with Jared Goff and I am selling that draft pick and I am building okay. that roster. I'm not even taking huh. a quarterback unless you're absolutely in love with like a a guy that you think could be Trevor Lawrence or something. Just go for it and give Goff. That's giving Goff his Tulips. I just
5: I just think like the one thing we know about golf is that offenses change year to year, and if golf is suddenly put yeah. in an environment that's not great for golf, you'll be the guy they are talking about but on keep, sports talk radio. Keep the go. environment
3: great by continuing to well, bring that's, in talent that's around it. That's
5: the obvious. Obviously, what you'd want to do, right? But you're be you would be the guy historically that passed on fill in the blank draft guy that blew up and became Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes because you wanted Jared Goff after he won one playoff game. Right? I'm a I want to have my
6: sloppy steaks and eat him too. You know, I want to. <laughs> But I want to get the, the, the nice the playoffs, year and get the pick.
1: Like, he's in the running for comeback player of the year, too. Ooh, I just don't know
6: what Jared Goff has yeah. to
3: do to prove to you people that he should be the future in Detroit at this point. Well, Baker Mayfield won a playoff game, and look where you are a couple years later. It just changes so quickly. I think he's uh, – Peter Schrager made a good point about Goff, I believe on GMFB, that he's also shown that he's a he's tough-minded, Goff. Like, he he was kind of – Viewed as a, a bust early in his career, he came on and became a, a star for the Rams, and then was written off as a has been by the time he got to Detroit, and then here he is again. I think sometimes people just see Jared Goff and they're just like, ah. No,
5: it's good, but guy. there's a lot of this.
3: i so see is it going to stay as up as here? That's all. I this, see him more audio, as Alex Smith in Kansas City. Yes, audio mm. medium. Yes. I see him roller as Alex coaster. Smith, yes. but he is. He's not
6: this. He's not. He's not up all the way up here. No. But don't pass on your Mahomes if if That's whoever right. if you have the number three overall yeah. pick and you and there's it falls right to you and you okay. like him. Let me just couch it a little bit. <laughs> if there's a guy you're sure about a quarterback, if sure. you're absolutely in love with
3: somebody mm-hmm. who you think is a superstar,
6: go ahead and get him. Otherwise, think hard. And then you might be wrong. It might be turned out to be yep. Zach Wilson, and then you still have Jared Goff. Just yep. chilling there. Who needs fucking coaches? You know. Exactly. <laughs> but
3: in that case then you you burn the draft pick. Like how great would the Jets be if they use that number 2 pick and got better on the team rather than take a gamble on a guy that, you know, doesn't work He's making work out. their
1: decision really difficult right now. And I like if he that. continues to play this way, it'll get worse.
3: What yeah. kind of stakes do we have? What kind of spelling are we using, Mark?
5: For that last one that we no, just for did. You. Well, I think the stakes are quite high for this individual.
3: What are the, the so this
5: A former comeback is... player of the year, I think Stakes S T E A K S sizzling.
3: Oh, so this
5: person's future, like the future of this individual. Yes. Their human future. Here (laughs) he comes around the bend, our old friend Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is sitting in Tennessee in this situation. Former comeback player of the year, stuck in an offense with a barebone cupboard, a GM that just got canned, an owner that said publicly this week, I don't like the way this roster is constructed. Ryan Tannehill is not Josh Allen. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think he's an acquired taste. I think Greg and I like Ryan Tannehill more than the average person, maybe. But he lines up to me as a person with zero guaranteed money after this season and an appropriate fall guy when you've drafted Malik Willis. And it's possible that if you look at the last time Tom Brady was out on the market, that Mike Vrabel with Patriots Connections could maybe be a team that could lure Tom Brady in. Um, maybe they could trade for someone out there. And then just Ryan Tannehill's career is back in another dimension where he's got to start all over. I just think that Ryan Tannehill, because I just find him as the true underdog quarterback that has never really viewed for how valuable he's been in Tennessee, that if this team that is in a free fall right now, you got four weeks to become the guy That turns it around, and we forget about this slump, and we look at Ryan Tannehill once again as someone that can come in, save an offense, and it's all about let's keep Ryan Tannehill, let's pay him again, or fix the guaranteed money situation, and put an offense around him because he hasn't had that. How many good quarterbacks have so little around them right now with the record they have, minus the last Mm. couple weeks, and a team that I think he fits so well. And they love him. And if, or or the whole thing goes south and he's looking for a job elsewhere, maybe he becomes Arthur Smith's Falcons quarterback oh. of the year from now.
3: I would be shaken in, and I'm already a little bit shaken in what's going on over there in Nashville, uh, Gravedigger. But if they took A.J. Brown off the roster, didn't truly replace him with ever, anyone, and then blame the quarterback after the season was over and get him out of town. I could just see
5: them gutting the roster, though. And oh, Ryan Tannehill geez. is not... They, Are we, a re, they people, have to repay Ryan Tannehill,
6: though. They could trade... Well, he's, he's under contract. I like his contract. It's weird that people think, like, oh, that's... A lot for Ryan Tannehill. Twenty-seven million dollars is great for a starting quarterback at this point. The cap's gone up so much; He's underrated. He, you could get a draft pick for Ryan Tannehill
4: in a trade. The thing I about just could his see contract, them moving him—that's all. The thing about his contract is the cap hit this year is super high because they converted last year's guarantees and pushed him onto this year. But next year, his contract gets a lot more manageable. So
6: It's the last year of his contract. He, he's sneaky 35, though. He was kind of old when he came in the league. and He's
2: 35? He's
6: about to be next year. Sorry, he'll be 35. I would trade <laughs> Derrick Henry if he had value before I would trade Ryan Tannehill.
4: There's a lot of Titans fans that are saying the Titans should have traded Henry around week eight this really? year.
3: <laughs> Go McCaffrey. Oh my God. It's just
6: time it for everybody. Winners are on
3: the ledge right now, but I understand like the idea. like Spinning forward as an organization, how many truly elite years does he have left? Do you even count this as an elite year? Like, where are we at Derrick Henry? I I think it
4: also depends, like, does Malik Willis show enough that you feel comfortable moving on from Tannehill, Mm. or can you get a Tom Brady, and do you want him at this stage of his career? I, I don't mean,
3: think no. it could be
5: no. from Malik Willis because right. I think he's seemed super raw and shaky, and it's like a nice project. But I do think that if someone like Tom Brady, and they were like, look, it, we've got we're gonna, we gonna, a new GM, a coach you uh, that you're aligned with. Maybe Tom Brady already got there and said, I don't like that GM. Get this guy instead, and maybe I do like Rabel. I'll come do all this and get some pieces in place that I like. It's just like he was slightly connected to Rabel last time he was out there.
3: Do you have um, 8 O'Clock Delight? You want to do some speedy steaks? Oh, All yeah, right, like McDonald's yeah. steaks. Yeah. Like throw them in that microwave thing. Sure.
6: All right. That's gross. But we got to get it in under time. Go ahead, uh Greg. All right, Saquon Barkley, free agent to be, had his big comeback year. Can he stay healthy? Can he make it through a year? Can he carry this Giants team?
3: Very good. Stakes are high there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. The old Zeus. Oh, no, I wasn't ready, and I'm banging us. Connie, you go. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Um, Ooh, Baker Mayfield. He went from a punchline to a momentary hero. Can he keep it going and build his stakes even higher for next season?
5: Mark. All right. I have turned. Pro Mike McCarthy. I think he's done a great job, oh, welcome to a great job this season. I don't see him as a zaddy on any level like you do, but I think he's a great coach. <laughs> Credit to him. He's got a titanic offense. There are really no excuses for them to go win playoff games, and you've got that. I saw the look on his face when they were <laughs> losing the Texans like he was um, sucking on a lemon. I don't want to see that at the end of week 18 okay. or the week after with Sean Payton hanging out there in the atmosphere and Mike McCarthy mm. becoming an unfair fall guy. Okay. they got to keep him around. Uh, you know what happened? You it. said
3: a titanic offense. You know what happened to this? The Titanic.
5: I do. It sunk. Finally, and then it became a movie that made a ton of money. So there's always speaking, a nice thing that can happen from those things.
3: Being coaches, bubble coaches, Steve Wilkes, Brandon Staley, Dennis Allen, Lovey Smith. I'm not even going to bring up Nathaniel Hackett because I think he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, all those guys can't collapse. Their team has to finish strong mm. or I think they're vulnerable.
6: I throw Ron Rivera in there just because the ownership oh. is changing. I think you got it in under the... That last <laughs> little nice... well, we
1: nailed it. That was good. Yeah,
3: you got, I got Drew. You know, big seven seven, Drew, with the mask on and the mm-hmm. cap on, getting into my uh, I am message. Like you guys are sixteen minutes in on the seg, throwing it to Mark. You want to just skip the segment? I said no. You didn't know about this sizzling stakes and how the stakes can be. Stakes in a second. We did how many seconds? Drew wanted to cancel my part of the segment. He wanted he's like, let's wrap up the mark thing and get out of the segment.
5: Drew, if, why
1: don't you uh speedy why why you come on in here a sec?
3: What
6: an absurd concept by you. <laughs> he, he refuses to speak <laughs> he on the show. <laughs> he it's does. a clever move actually. It makes him more mysterious.
3: Can uh, we get him we, on camera? Can we at least give people I, watching on YouTube and surrounding territories? <laughs>
5: I would like to also let's get a time code on...
3: <laughs>
5: let's get Drew. a time code on how long each of our segments, inner segments, were inside the segment itself, Drew.
3: Drew, Can we? can you
6: at <laughs> least turn to the camera <laughs> he and won't show the even people? was
1: he wh- just wait, the back of his head shaking, let's though. Let's not
6: bury the lead here. Mark wants to start in individually keeping track of each part of our mini parts of well, the no,
5: segment. In this, w- in this one particular case, <laughs> it's like, oh, wrap it up, wrap it up. Based,
6: I mean, based on your previous interactions with producers, though, Mark, I would think you would love a producer that refuses to on mic right i mean if we want to famously want to keep them in the shadows
4: i
5: like i like enjoying some of them to talk with some of them have been great
3: <laughs> drew is going the uh wilson from home improvement route he's like i'm on the other side of the fence you'll never see me you'll hear me but maybe in a different way
2: uh, <laughs> that's perfect let's take a break <laughs> and then
3: <laughs> it all paid off we'll take a break and uh, hit the thursday night preview
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube or wherever you
0: get your podcasts.
2: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah,
7: Are you ready? Let's go! It's a Saturday Triple Header, only on NFL Network. In a moment! First, the Colts battle the Vikings. Touchdown! Yeah! Then, the Ravens face the Browns.
3: Going in! Touchdown!
7: And the Dolphins take on the Bills in prime time.
3: I'm him!
7: Back to back to back. I need to look. It's a Saturday Showdown Triple Header. Saturday starting at 1, only on NFL Network.
3: All right, welcome back. It is time now for the TNF preview presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday night football. Love it. Good one. Real good. Real good. What did Al Michaels call some of the games this year? Leaky on the Thursday night schedule. Well said. This one is not leaky. In fact, it's one of my favorite games of the week. The Seattle Seahawks, they need it. They need a win. They're they're watching their postseason hopes slide away. And who is coming into their building uh, the rampaging San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy at 9-4 and four with a chance to put on a T-shirt and a hat in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Got to love it. Got to love it. High stakes here
6: as well. Mm. Well, how rare is it that there's a division? Rare stake. Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> That's my corner. I like a rare
6: steak. <laughs> I'll get it medium rare sometimes, though. French rare, Either even, way.
3: when it's like a little blue.
6: Well, now you're basically a savage.
1: That's, I, at that's, point. That's, the that's, way that Mark just no, looked just, at me. No, I was actually just
5: <laughs> in my mind conjuring the image, because I do know what you're talking
3: about. and that's strange At this that you point, would, you're a feral animal. You're like a mountain lion in Griffith Park that just found like a
6: buck.
1: P22? Is yeah, that
6: you're what P22. it is? Yeah, you're P22. C22. Go ahead, uh, Greg. <laughs> he, the thing with a rare steak, though, it's got to be like, weirdly, it's almost more important that it's well-cooked. So it's like, right. you're counting on, you're counting on. Precision. The, right. Good right, nugget. Right. You're really right. counting on the And chef. I don't
1: even really eat a lot of meat. All right,
6: that wraps up another edition of Around the NFL. <laughs> we'll be back on. <laughs> so we it's so strange this thing. that the 49ers <laughs> can clinch the division on Thursday night. It feels like there's so much left of the season, four weeks. And yet, if the Seahawks win this game, They're like right in this division race. Like it's as massive as a week 15 uh, game can be. And everything is trending against Seattle right now. Not only are they two games back uh, over the last four weeks. And this is why I think Gino probably hasn't hurt himself that much. Mm -hmm. If you just when you watch them last uh, four weeks or five weeks, rather, according to football outsiders, they are dead last in rushing. In the NFL. They are the worst running team in the league. Maybe they get Kenneth Walker back for this game. They are 29th in defense. So we're right back to September when they were one of the worst defense in the league. Uh, Within that, they're 31st in the league uh, defending the run over those last uh, four or five games. And you got to play against San Francisco, who finally this season, and it's been coming is starting to look like the running team Kyle Shanahan wants. You rack up over 200 yards on the ground against a good Bucks run defense with CMC resting the last 28 minutes of that game. It's a bit of a nightmare for the
5: Seahawks defense. I thought getting a chance to rest so many Niners players was massive with it being Thursday night. And you are, you're right. The Seahawks have allowed 200-plus on the ground average over the last four weeks. I think that's where you point to, like, why hasn't Geno been as well-supported, and why has he had some of these forced plays? It's like... Well, it's, they're not, they don't have the Kenneth Walker blowing up the scene like they were earlier in the year. And the Niners on defense are going to make it as tough as possible. Since that game, which feels so long ago when they were blown up by the Chiefs, they have allowed in individual games 14, 16, 10, 0, 17, and 7 points. Wow. They are the best defense in football right now. And I don't care if this is in Seattle or San Francisco. Is he going to? Can I? Oh.
6: I don't know. Yeah, you can. On a Tuesday?
5: Absolutely. You know what? In Ooh. a big spot on yeah. it, is, it is. I Could am he? on the fringe of death in the in the lock competition, so I'm just going to go with my heart. I'm locking the Niners. <gasps> All right. Now. Whoa. Has it been done
1: before this early in the week?
3: I've done a few Thursdays because
5: you usually get of the way. If you yeah. win, you're poorly. just
3: rolling. Um, here's the case <laughs> uh, why Mark is going to be uh, sweating bullets on um, Thursday. Again, Thursday's weird. Thursday night is weird. Uh, Seattle, that building is going to be hopping. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seattle needs the game, and Pete Carroll's a good coach, and he's going to have these guys ready uh, to defend their turf and make sure San Francisco isn't celebrating in their building. And, yes, there are concerns here when you look at the matchup itself. I totally agree. Um, I thought it was a borderline disgrace, and I think it factors in because it cost me a lock. But the way that defense got manhandled in the fourth quarter by Caroliners, Carolina's like – I was going to say cadre. Cadre? That works. Yeah. Yeah. Like a group of runners?
1: A group of runners? Cadre! All right,
3: heed the call. No. Um
1: amortized.
3: Uh yeah, they've been amortized all season. <laughs> she, even, she said amortized.
1: <laughs> I tried to do like a Dan just, uh, accent. Just give, hey, how try to
6: Amortize.
3: Just it. Give, amortized. A, give her give her a break. She's been eating raw meat her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> she has worms inside I her. No,
1: it's amortized.
3: Um Christian McCaffrey is gonna eat and they're gonna use McCaffrey to help protect Brock Purdy and not ask him to do too much, but you're still gonna be asking. Uh, this kid to make big throws in a very difficult environment. So, well, if I had to pick a side, I would obviously say 49ers. But this game, I feel like with all the various things uh, up in the air in terms of the uh, matchup and the the site of the matchup and the when it is in the week... I feel like it's going to be go down, go down to the very end.
5: One Purdy's little, a- one little tiny out I'd have is if we found out in the next two days that this oblique injury for Purdy—that's what yeah knocked him out, say. and they put Josh Johnson in there. I ain't locking that
3: up. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because in general, I feel like you shouldn't be able to get out of the lock unless there's like a quarterback injury or something significant, just moving off a lock for the sake of it feels.
5: Well, I also know a ton of people on, on these, like there's this Reddit, like people like, no, they shouldn't. It's dishonorable. It's like, I think we can do whatever the heck we want, but that would be one situation where right. suddenly Josh Johnson is starting. No logical individual would lock that on the road in Seattle in a must win game. for Oh the no, Seahawks. that makes plenty okay. of sense to me, but I, he, I,
3: I think he's playing everything we hear is that it was more, they got good news on it. They won't have Debo Samuel, of course. Don't care. Do we know that? You for don't sure? care? Yeah, I, I don't think we know I that for that. sure. I knew that Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Debo's Debo's. definitely not in there. They're, yes. they're just hoping he comes back by right. the end of the regular season, so he's out multiple weeks.
1: Yeah, so they're going to need Christian McCaffrey to help step up. Thank God. I mean, the fact that they traded for him, brought him in, that helps them immensely at this point. That saved
3: their season. Without Mm
1: -hmm. Debo. They're going to need Juwan Jennings to get more involved. They already use him a lot on third down, but just at the wide receiver position. And then the thing about Brock Purdy, if he is good to go with the oblique and the rib injury on a short week, it would be great for him to start in this game at Seattle in that atmosphere ahead of a playoff game. Like that is Mm -hmm. a situation that you want Mm. to throw him in and see how he reacts because he looked really good this week, but that's not how it's going to be in the playoffs.
6: He has shown so much though, that I don't think you can teach. Like he has a great feel of the pocket. We know his nickname in the locker room that rhymes with Brock and it's big. And I saw a little what? bit of that. Yeah, you haven't heard that one. You saw a little bit of it. No, no. Uh, what? A lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I backed myself into a corner here. When he is ah, going, ac- what ac- have you done, Greg? Across the goal line on his rushing touchdown, and he already starts like sticking out the ball at the other thing. Like he is a very confident sticking out what player. <laughs> sticking out the football, the, you know. He's to sauntering in there, holding like, it tight. Very, very confident. Squeezing it hard. Oh,
2: my God, get me out of here.
6: They're doing no huddle, like, in his first start. Like, he has shown some real deal stuff as a quarterback. And the Seahawks are 31st over the last month because they're bad at everything. They don't rush the passer well at all, and he'll have time to throw. Greg, you did a good job getting through that, with
5: Dan just chiding you the entire time and off in his own little childhood world. Ooh, it was this my my feels own good to hurt your
3: father. <laughs> Uh, No, whenever you could lock up Mister Irrelevant on the road with uh, on a Thursday night, you do it. So. I think it's a good lock. Well, why not do
5: something I, gutsy versus just I, it, mail in a six and a half point
6: favorite or something? This is, to me, this is not like with
1: like big not, implications not, I'm not, on the line, too. I'm not picking division. on
6: you, but I think this is right in between. Like they're a heavy favorite. It would be shocking the way the Seahawks are playing for me to to what for them to spread? lose this game. I, I totally believe in the Niners winning out. this game. Exactly. So I don't, I you have them number two in the power rankings. Like they are a much better team than the Seahawks. I the only reason I wouldn't lock it is is I like the Seahawks. I want to root for them. I'm not going to be rooting against them, but I'd be stunned if they won this game I'm it's with done. you
1: Mark I believe in your is pick she gonna? I think it's mm. a great lock um, I don't make picks on the show oh, right, but right, I am right, taking right. The you, niners.
6: Could. You, you could take this
5: particular lock once right you want to just for ooh, fun that in? might yeah.
1: be bad for my uh, record my overall lock have you record? ever locked let me check I, it out actually I think out. I have
3: what is it ATM lockups
5: but I don't, it's been I don't, years, think, I don't potentially. think there's like a website if you we're like the lock bros lock zaddies we'd have to have our own nickname too I don't know what that's the the lock what
3: doesn't
6: work for the me? Lock. The lock ladies, the lackeys, the lackeys, the lackeys. Mm.
3: Another thing to workshop. Yeah. In real time. Mm.
1: All right. What's my record?
3: I don't know. It turns out that we don't have that data.
1: Oh great. our fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> just...
3: Let's go get my lunch. That you yeah. think convenient. Of. It's convenient. Um, but I'm sure you were doing very well, if if it was tracked.
5: Okay. Well. Go for it. You'll get. It'll only advance your record.
1: You know what? I'm not saying I'm in feeling, which direction. I'm but. feeling that like you and I are on the same frequency today. Okay. So I will lock them up. Look,
5: oh. look, at, that. <laughs> look at that. What are the stakes mm-hmm. on
3: that? Mm-hmm. Sloppy. <laughs>
1: Sloppy
6: stakes uh, at your bonnies.
3: Uh, yes, but I think you guys will come out of it. There's something about locking Thursday, too. It's so nerve-wracking. It's the only – you know I was thinking about last week? Sitting on the couch, you know, Daddy pours a – uh, Tito's and I thought to myself, this is literally the only game all week where I just get to sit down and mm-hmm. watch it, and I don't have to go do a podcast after or work before. Mm, right, I'm just gonna watch this game. I don't need the the stakes of a lock. On you top are of right.
5: It. I will say I locked a Thursday game a couple weeks ago, and it was well in hand, and it was an, it only added
3: to that enjoyment. Mm, right, but what and, if it goes the other way? Is all I'm saying. But well, I like it has, that it
5: has gone the other way. But I am sitting in third place. Um, I'll, I have plenty of other things to be concerned about mm-hmm. beyond the locked situation, this this pantomime of a game that we right. play. And if I were to ever lose on Thursday <laughs> night, I would somehow survive the situation.
3: I, well, okay. You know it would eat you up a little bit, though.
5: I already am in that – I've been eaten up because I don't see myself winning this at this point. So now I'm doing wild things, and I'm going to do lock-offs with people from here on out and try to, like – I mean, you guys
1: are – locks, I love You guys it. are
6: acting like the, this thing is over. Oh, I, four, I already brought the trophy to give So it to the, you. Yeah, there's four weeks it's left of the there. regular season. There's yeah. five weeks – there's literally nine weeks left. It's here.
3: over. Yeah, we could do the ceremony right now if we wanted <laughs> I, to. I would choose the we do. of the trophy. Yeah, yet. choose that we do. Take it out of my foyer sitting on the, the marble um, presentation
6: you to, you're going have to put something else there. I hope
1: there's a parade for I mean, Craig. I'm
6: familiar with it. I had it in, in you know, 2019, 2020, so right. I, I know what it looks like. So you have like.
1: a spot for it yeah, already? It's
6: like, right. That's good. But it's time for you to have it again because it's over. No. The trophy's like, I'm back in this house. <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine weeks to go. Where's my marble presentation? Nine <laughs> weeks. That's almost Stand. half the season. Can you imagine living with me? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the trophy said. <laughs> uh, all right.
3: There you go. Let's pick the game. Uh, You guys will be happy. It will be... Oh, no. Let's go the other way. Wow. Let's get behind the Seahawks, keeping their season alive. Purdy gets brought down to earth a little bit. They'll still be okay. Uh, Just for fun. 28-24 Seahawks.
6: I think the 49ers will win. I think they will cover. Does anyone know uh, what what the line is on this game? Three and a half. Three and a half. Mm. Yeah, I think that I would definitely like the 49ers there. I, Um, I hope it doesn't happen but I I think they'll rock
5: Seahawks, them. three. Niners, 33.
6: Wow. Ooh. That would be pretty similar to the week two game. It, it, it is uh, stuck in my mind. That the, 33 to three. I the, like that. The, the Seahawks <laughs> offense did not score a point against the 49ers in week two. And you that know there's a different Gino, that, Gino now, though. I get it, but that was this season. He didn't play that bad. That was 27 to seven, though. Uh, they but yeah, it was so a, you are writing wow. Geno Smith off, and he's no. not planning to write you back.
5: It's more about the
3: Niners, As a player, right?
6: No, I'm not. But I think this is like like
5: Tom Brady. I'm not writing Tom Brady off. I'm not entirely writing Tua off either. If they the, were demolished by this defense. If the Seahawks over the last two score weeks.
3: three points in their building with their season kind of on the line here. That's that's going to be an indictment of the entire operation. So they need to step up in this game. It would be. All right. As I say, that's the good stuff, and that was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. Good stuff, Colleen. Yay, you will be heading to yeah. Buffalo.
1: I'm so pumped. So I can't enjoy wait. That. I hope it snows so much.
6: So hard. Who is Buffalo playing in that game? The Dolphins. Where do the Dolphins play?
1: Miami. Hey. Well done. You got a live one from can me. You,
3: can you give me a uh, amortize in a, an old Zooser accent? Again. Amortized
1: Amatized. Amortized <laughs> Amatized Amortized over here <laughs> as I sling my pizza,
3: my pizza pie <laughs> over here now. What a business! I'm over here going now. On there. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. Until then, you know what you need to do. Heed the call.